hi, I'm Sherilyn Fenn. Hello, this is Christabel. Hello, this is Michael Horst. I'm Amy Shields. I'm Mark Frost. Hi, I'm Kimmy Robertson. Hey, Ben, this is David Duchovny. We have a beautiful, beautiful book. Twin Peaks Unwrap the Book. You can get it at bluerosemag.com. Supplies are limited. Uh, get this bad boy while it's hot. Want to say we're under the 300 mark for these books. Yes. And then yes. once they're gone, they are gone. Our thinking would be that the book would be gone by the end of the year. I mean, I don't even know if it's going to last that long. But the idea was that, hey, this is the 30th anniversary. Like, wouldn't it be cool just to have a book that could be available to really diehard Twin Peaks fans? We recommend you pick it up at bluerosemag.com. Thank you for your interest and for your enthusiasm and, and keeping Twin Peaks alive. I'm your host, Ben Durant, and beside me is... Brian Gazaska. Hi, Brian. Hey, Ben. How are you today? I'm doing well. We are staying with the theme for the, for the remainder of the year with short films by David Lynch. And if last week's was dumb, this week's... Well, we're learning the alphabet. Right. Very bizarre. I mean, Dumbland was dumb and weird, um, but the alphabet is kind of creepy... This is JC from 25 Years Later site, and this is my piece. It's not obsession. It's pure love. When I first heard the giant, also known as the fireman, say the name Agent Cooper, I thought my heart was going to leap out of my chest. It has been a long time since I heard that name uttered, and then the close-up of the dashing Kyle MacLachlan made it that more real. Twin Peaks was back. It is not only back, but has cast its spell on me once again. It is happening again is the perfect tagline for the return. It is indeed happening again, and it made me so freaking excited. All of our old friends are here, minus a few. I really missed you, Sheriff Harry S. Truman. A handful of new interesting and enigmatic characters joined this crew of veteran peekers as well. The story unfolded too slowly for some, perfectly for others. However, the way in which David Lynch and Mark Frost took the story, I buckled up and went for the bumpy ride. The genius of Lynch Frost together again, along with all the rest of the cast and crew, helped transport us back to Twin Peaks and was shown with such generous care for detail and nostalgia. It was so visually beautiful, not unlike Part 8. I constantly got chills upon watching the frames. Being a Twin Peaks fan is not unlike being a Star Wars fan, which I'm a proud card-carrying member of both. You will have people who will understand your fandom. You will have people who think your fandom is absolutely nuts. You will have people who are fascinated by your commitment, but still have no idea why you feel the way you do about either. I've especially felt this last way when it comes for my love of Twin Peaks. I've also found a home in the Twitter sphere, with many who have been fans like myself since the original 1990 run. 
Our collective exhilaration of our beloved series being back in the world is shown through our various musings about theories and character developments, and now that the return is over, still figuring out the ending, and diving into the final dossier. Thank you so much, Mark. The subreddit for Twin Peaks is also alive and well, full of speculations and adoration abound. I was 12 when Twin Peaks came out. I was a theater kid, a performer. I loved all things dramatic. And at 12, that is a lot. And seeing Laura get unwrapped by Doc Hayward and Sheriff Truman took my breath away. The second time that also took it away, for another reason entirely, was the minute special agent Dale Cooper drove into town. The music, the cadence of his voice, and that profile. Whew. Is it getting hot in here? With this new installment, we have gained so much more besides the mystery coming back into all our lives. We got a glimpse of the genius that was Frost Lynch for the last 25 years. We got to see incredible acting from Kyle MacLachlan, Grace Zabraski, and Laura Dern. We have become a Twin Peaks family once again. I have gifted and damned friends all over the world who understand and love Twin Peaks as much as I do. To all those that have come into my life, I say thank you. I am honored to be on this damn fine journey with all of you. Here is to the speculation, theorizing, reading, re-watching, and wondering that will continue, hopefully, for the next 25 years. Thank you, JC. Check out her other great work at 25yearslatersite.com. And now, on with the alphabet. So this is the second yeah. of David Lynch's short films. You know, we started off with Six Men Getting Sick. Yeah. That installation, that piece he put together, he won a prize, but he, he found that it's really expensive to make films. And I think he wasn't sure he wanted to continue making films anymore because of just the cost of making it. But there was a student who was willing to pay him to make an installation for himself. So he wanted something similar to Six Men Getting Sick. He wanted his own like piece that he could have in his house. Wait a minute. Are you telling me the alphabet was it? No. Okay, <laughs> thank God. Because not. Can you imagine that playing over and over again in a hallway? Yeah, that would be like, crazy. The chills. So a fellow student by the name of H. Barton Westheimer commissioned Lynch to do something similar to Six Men Getting Sick. He gave him $1,000 to create a film installation in his home. And what Lynch, how Lynch describes this in uh, Lynch on Lynch uh, book, it's like a painting that you could turn on and off. But it was basically another, like, you'd have a projector and it could project on and do something similar to, like, Six Men Getting yeah. Sick. And what he was going to do was, he, he the plan was he was going to mount this projector to the floor and... He's gonna near that was gonna be a chair, and then he'd have a screen. So you just flip it on, and it'd be some kind of crazy mm -hmm. animation type thing. He spent like four hundred and seventy-eight dollars and twenty-eight cents on a new uh, Bo Bolex camera, which was his dream. Like this was the camera for him. Wow. And he and he started. He spent like a few months working with new animation, and 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 he's developing it, and. So he, he, he gets the film and he realizes that the film is blurry and the frameless print and he's just having problems with it. And so this is after two months of trying to work on this project. And he goes to the student, uh, Bart, and he says, um, it's a disaster. The camera's broken and whatever I've done hasn't turned out well. And what Bart, instead of Bart being angry with him, he's like, okay, don't worry about it. You know, you can take the rest of the money. And do whatever you want. Wow, very all, generous. Very generous. And all I ask is that you give me a print of it. So basically he wants a copy mm -hmm. of whatever work he gets. Okay. And Lynch, years later, he thinks about this. And this was the probably the best thing ever for him. Because because of this, he can do whatever he wants. And when he goes to look for, continue his uh, going for grants and continue mm -hmm. his film, he's able to show his work and get grant and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So this is a film instead, reel. Instead of spending that whole $1,000 on a project that this person 
person wanted, he now gets to use some of it for his own project. So I want to give you a little bit of history to give you a sense where we are. So we're, yeah. we're like 1967, 1968. Uh, Lynch meets a woman by the name of Peggy Lentz. And she's a painter. She's an art student just like Lynch. Mm-hmm. They fall in love? They fall in love. Aww. They get married. Really? This is his first wife? This is his first wife. Okay. And a year later, they have a child by the name of Jennifer. <laughs> so is this his current wife? No, 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 no. I mean, I don't know. I, he could be on his fourth wife, or I don't even know. I can't even keep track of how many wives he's had now. But, really? Uh, yeah, maybe third, three or four wow, he's had. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, so he, but he's with Peggy at the time, and he's a young guy. He's trying to start off with his artwork, mm-hmm. and at the same time, He's got a family to take care of. So, uh, yeah, by 1968, his daughter is born. And Peggy goes, Peggy, it's around Christmas time. So Peggy goes back home to her family, to her parents. Mm -hmm. And uh, her niece is there as well. And she's staying in the same room as her niece. And it's dark. And and the niece has a little bed. And um, in the middle of the night, Peggy gets woken up by her niece. And she's jumping all over her bed. But she's still sleeping. She's having a nightmare. Oh, a night terror. A night terror. Yeah, my children have had that. It's not fun. Very freaky. And she's singing the alphabet. Even creepier. She's, she's just repeatedly saying A, B, C, D, E, F, G, but and jumping around on her bed and, and having a nightmare. And she's, yes. That's, that's creepy. creepy. And so uh, Peggy tells her husband, David Lynch, about this. And that is the start of his idea for the alphabet that just put a new spin on this because it explains a lot. Yes. It explains a couple of things. First, mm-hmm. that he just has a, a newborn child. Yep. Jennifer Lynch. Mm-hmm. Je- and, and he hears this story about the alphabet. And it's interesting, you know, his his work hasn't really done any, there hasn't really been many di- much dialogue. I mean, we started with just six men getting sick. Yeah. So this is, we're now getting into learning the ABCs, but I mean, this is just, Lynch was, was a painter. He, he he wasn't really, didn't have to do scripts and writing and stuff. So he's got, it seems like almost the next step in, I don't know, telling a story, I think. Yeah, and I mean, after watching this, you know, my second viewing, I, I noticed a phallic symbol. Ah! Uh, with with this, this humanoid, with a, you know, the head disappears. It creates like this phallic symbol, and there, this figure has a breast, and then it disappears. And then this other thing is throwing the ABCs into its brain almost. And it's weird because I'm like, hmm, this. I, I get the impression there's they have a child. Maybe they don't. There's a mystery when it comes to why this child is running is in bed with white face yes this white like it's kind of like halloween-ish scary like it reminds me of those like ring movies yes and it's saying the abcs while jumping around in the bed so that your whole thing just explain that he's there yeah and maybe it's scary to a, a, a new parent to see their child almost like being possessed or maybe uh, having to evolve and grow up and, and you mm-hmm, know. Mm-hmm. So the girl in this, the alphabet, is Peggy Lynch. So it's his wife. Wow. It's not really a little girl. It's a, it looks like a, a little girl. It looks like a little girl, but it's actually an adult woman. Well, it's kind of dark and she's lying in bed. So I guess right. you really, it's hard to tell. And so Lynch decided he wanted to paint his house black. <laughs> so that room like, is his house. Part of yes, he painted the whole room black. Yes, and this we later on we will learn he will do this again later down in his other work. He will like I've decided we're gonna just paint the house black. So 
wild. And, you know, of course, she's an artist, too, so she's not going to say no. I mean, I mean, I think to some degree she understands, yes. Yeah, yeah. They're like, yeah, go for it. And she is a singer, so she really did sing the alphabet. I mean, that's something that Lynch says she, she has a beautiful voice, and she sang the alphabet. So also, he recorded his daughter crying, but he had a broken tape recorder, and so it, it sounded a little, it was a little strange. And actually, when he got it developed, he didn't get charged for it because it was broken. But he still loved the sound of this baby crying, and he used it as part of his oh, work. Oh, okay, that's funny. But that's actually Jennifer Lynch crying in, in part of this. Man, oh man, because I did say you hear a crying noise yes. after the, the symbols and the ABCs being thrown into the brain. You yeah. hear that before that, you do hear a baby crying. Right, so I think that must be it. Wow. Pretty that, cool. I mean, it, it is bizarre, and it's well worth <laughs> seeing. And on YouTube, other people have called the alphabet, too. It's not by it's not a David Lynch thing. Yeah, there's another thing that somebody must have, maybe they did a homage or something, but it's not really Lynch's work. Yeah, and it's, like, on purposely creepy. Like, yes. This is just Lynch. Yeah, because it was sinister music. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. This is creepy on its own right because it... I don't think it's coming from that place. It's just I interpret it that way. But it's interesting that he painted the whole room black because nowadays with digital, which he fell in love with later on, yes. you can make that whole room look dark. Right. With But with, being with an effects. artist, I mean, I think he liked yes, the idea the of it being... Yeah, the practical. I mean, I think the whole reason that the face is white is that it, there's the contrast of the black. Mm -hmm. Like it stands out better than probably, uh, you know, yeah. pigment. So what do you get about, out of this? Yeah, I mean, gosh, I mean, it, 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 there's definitely this whole parent-child relationship. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm trying. It's, it seems to me about knowledge and about learning, and but it's something like maybe the parents having to be in control of getting this information to a child. Right. That could be scary. Yeah, I also think that it's almost like. Kind of like semiotics. You have to understand what is an A, and A mean what is it B, and what is a C, and and trying to understand this language mm. that we have, the English language and stuff. So I think there could be some frustration and something scary about that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's I don't. It is a is a very strange piece in some ways, but I like yep, that there yeah. is this combination of animation and live action. It's interesting to watch it, and I think they'll they'll use some of these elements again in the grandmothers. So it'll be interesting. I remember. I think there's like a garden and and alphabets there as well. So it'll be interesting to come back. It seems like he revisits some of this in the grandmother. Yeah, he kind of learns and takes that with him to his next right. project and learns from that. Now this was before Eraserhead, right? Yes, because Eraserhead right. took what seven, eight years to make. It took uh, a long time, five, to maybe make. five years, five four years? and a half years, something like that. I think because Jennifer Lynch was like. She, would she have was been, growing up while he was doing that movie. Yeah. So I'm trying to remember how old. She might have been seven years old then or okay. something like that. Yeah. yeah. So give you, it's definitely going to be a few more years before we get to that. So Yeah. It's interesting. I love to see his older stuff. Yeah. I, I mean, a part of me wishes I saw it in order. I know. It's hard. It, it is so hard. Out, yeah. But I like to see this stuff original lynch is yes. like lynch before studio backing or right. give someone giving him money this is a starving artist almost yeah and this is something this is a point where you know if things don't go the right way he might just drop film altogether like this only reason it seems like he mm -hmm. he did this piece was because he had a student who had the money a thousand dollars he called him a millionaire which I, he didn't want to be called that the american film institute had um or g gave grants away and because Lynch had this piece, the alphabet, and he had a script. He gave it, he shared it with them, and they actually gave him a grant. So they helped uh, 
uh, sponsor the grandmother, and that's how he continued to to work on films. That's so cool, and it's also it really interests me that this is living art. Like you can tell, he has a passion for film, and he's not doing a sculpture. He's not doing a painting. He's doing these live living paintings. Right. I will hit a projection. I will install a projection on my floor or ceiling. Right. It's and, an installation or something. Yeah. Like, like this is like an undergoing for someone who wants to display this at yes. their home. And you only have one of them. Yes. And he was saying that that it was almost like uh, it could be a fixture. Like so, the, the the installation he was doing for this student, he was saying, okay, when it's not turned on, it could still look like a piece of art. Like mm-hmm. it's going to be mounted to the floor, and it'll still look like an art piece, even when you're not using it at, to project this animation. I know it's so it's weird. crazy. It's crazy. But you think that where he was in 1968, and now to think where he is in 2017. In 2017, he's still making things and very odd, creative stuff, mm-hmm. even. All these years later, he's still. I mean, he did it on the return. Yes. He does it for his own, you know, private stuff. It's really interesting to see what he comes up with. Yeah, um, it, it's just like he was ahead of his time almost with this kind of stuff. It's yeah. so crazy. You know what? The closest thing I can think of now, like I remember the fad that was maybe five, six years ago when everybody had to get those picture frames where you put a thumb drive in yes. and it would rotate your pictures oh, for sure. you. This is as close as, this is the only thing I can kind of like, if David Lynch could be like, yeah, I can make a lip, I can make a film, you put it in a frame, you put it on a counter and it would just be this ABCs on a loop. Right. That would be creepy. That though. would be awesome. I know, but uh, you could do that now. You do it, yeah. So simply. Right. You know, but like I said, I think it was ahead of his time when he came to this kind of stuff. If you're at home listening, we're going to play this alphabet. And if you'd like to watch it along with us, by all means, feel free. So we're starting with the little girl in bed laying down with the music of ABC. And that was. That's Peggy Lynch. That's Peggy Lynch. That's David Lynch's uh, first wife. And we have some animation. Well, it's almost like this girl is dreaming. Yeah. Like she's laying in bed. We see close up and we hear her breathing. Huh. This could be this fascination with dreams. So maybe this kid is, this kid, this person is dreaming all this. This could be a dream. I don't know. Yeah. And then what am I looking at? It almost looks like a flag. I don't know what it's, or it's, there's a garden and it's growing alphabets. It sounds like Ray Wise is singing. <laughs> it's got this like. Ray Wise. I know. It does not. have a, it's a very deep voice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then a K drops, but it's interesting to see. Yeah, I it's mean, like checkered boards and it looks and like. the sky is, is being colored, but. It, it looks like a Japanese flag, doesn't it? Yes, it does, but it's not red, but yeah, it does, it's, it's got this orange. Cir- orange circle. Yeah. What language is he singing in? Right. Um, but yeah, I guess he, he might have just done the alphabet. Mm-hmm. And then we have like a face. Like, it's funny. This makes me think of like Firewalk With Me or The Jumping Man or something. Yes. He's got the white face. The, the obsession... Of showing someone's mouth close up. And yes. this has got the lipstick and like the white electricity. face. Electricity. Yes. And Laura did the same thing yes. when you get the close up. And then you think of the silliness of Jacques Renault. Bite the big one, baby. B- Bite the big one, Yeah, baby. with the close up with the mouth. And then the little man eating the cream corn. Oh, yeah. So this obsession with showing the mouth, mm. saying something. 
but this more resembles the that white when Bob's taking over the evils take they got oh, that, yeah. that white face with the right, even red Leland had that like, yes yeah, right, right, right. and Laura had that when she was with Harold she was yes like, he's trying to become me, me. Firewalk with me yeah yeah. yeah. And a ball going up a tunnel. Yes. And then we got the A blinking here. And it's kind of coming from the ground, it seems. Yeah. We have one flower. But again, we're in animation, so we keep switching between animation and live action. It's almost like the A is giving out some sort of fog. Some sort of like... Oh, it's dropping little baby A's. So, <laughs> not, yeah, baby, and there's blood. Yes. And you're, ooh, ooh, like these babies are born. Maybe small ideas come from big ideas. Or big ideas come from small. No, I can't do it that way. Yeah, yeah but. This, but it's almost like giving birth. Yes. Yeah, I, I got this impression of giving birth. I was going to say, now we see like what looks like a part of a human body, yes. but the head is a small A. Yes, and it grows up. And there's the baby. Yes, which I think is Jennifer Lynch. Now, if you watch the head, it turns into a phallic symbol. Oh, so it does. Oh, yeah. And then blood rushes to it. Oh, my. See, and the nerve endings. Yes. And then it disappears. Maybe this is the birth of the baby. Yeah, and you have you have the breast, single breast, and like a, it looks like a mother-type figure. Yes. But it's interesting. It's not a full body. It's interesting no. to see that it's just a head and parts of an organs and stuff. It's but it's very... Is it animation or is some of this his own, like... It looks like, like crude drawings. Yeah. yeah, drawings or paintings or cutouts. Like, maybe he he drew a woman's body yeah. and cut up parts he wanted. Right, and some of it's still animated. It's interesting yeah. to see some of it is moving animation and some of it is just still, like, artwork. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting how he's combining this. I wish I knew how long this took him to make. Like, this is a four-minute piece, but, like, I oh, think I man. feel like the animation... <laughs> we, <laughs> Probably took a long time. Right, we talk about something like uh, like Dumbland, which it took him uh, three hours to get somebody to stand up. How long did it take him back in these days, in 1968, for him to do this animation? I mean, and I want to know, is he, he's he got the camera, and is he just taking a, he's taking a frame, Moving something, you're right. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. This would be another great question if we ever got to talk to him. Oh, yeah, I don't know if you'd ever talk about it, but I want to know how he did it, right? Like, what did you do? That would be cool. I know everybody always wants his, like, what is the meaning of this thing in Twin Peaks, but it would be kind of cool to say, hey, we want to talk about your artwork and we want to better understand how you create so this because it is, he think he does different things than many artists. Like, I think he, he just has a different style about him. Like, yeah, I don't know if you've ever seen Pretty, uh, Pretty as a Picture, but kind of mm-hmm. gets into his, about his artwork. And some of his artwork, he's like, he's using, like, there's butterflies that got into his, into his painting and it flapped all around and it made a design and most people would have to clean up the painting and he says no no that's part of it now or or he gets ants that come into his painting or sometimes he purposely puts a mouse or something into his painting and like to me that's like ah that's gross but at the same time it's his work and he's doing you know yeah he gets like it's like Twin Peaks when that uh, the deer heads on the table. Yes. Just let it be. Just let That's it be. It's part of the right. show now. Happy accidents. Or they visit Renette and the seats are off, and they literally spend all this time to fix seats. Where some another director would be like, "Well, we, you got to sit down and say dialogue." <laughs> David Lynch is like, "Well, 
right. fix the seats while you're saying the dialogue, I yeah, guess. Yeah, I don't know the whole story. That wasn't part of the script. I don't know if somebody had some problems and then it's like, it's like let's make it even let's make it even longer. Like you, you took like a minute, you know, you took ten seconds to work with your seat. Let's let's stretch it out to a minute of playing with the seat. And, and yeah. Cooper has a smirk during that scene. Oh, yeah. He has a smirk like I could break at any moment, but I gotta keep it straight. But anyway, back to the alphabet. I mean, yeah, I would love to ask him about how, what did he do with that camera? What was his setup? And how did he make this animated? And how long did it take him? Yeah, I, that would be a good question. I'd really right. want to know. And I don't know if it's a heart or something, or something is spitting out uh, little little alphabets into, into the, the brain. brain. You know, it's sort of like you had the, the birth uh, of a child, and now... You got to feed it information, yes. and you got to help it grow uh, with knowledge. That's what I get out of it. Yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I do still think that you know we have a young child, and that you know that you have to now take care of this child. Not only you know feed it and clothe it and bathe it and stuff like that, but then you have to give it information Me? so that it can go out into the world and learn and grow and take care of itself someday. Yeah, I mean maybe that see. Watching this gives me anxiety. I don't know how you do it, Ben. Like, I don't have taking your three children. Uh, yeah, I don't have children. <laughs> but the fact is, what I what I, what I say, anxiety. It's like, okay, we know, bathe, clothe, feed, but it's that last one. You have to give it knowledge. You have to keep the brain, uh, you know, yeah. active and and. To me, that's like, oh my god, that's kind of scary. Yeah, and I'm I mean, sure it's just, easy, but well, I don't know if it's easy. But <laughs> I think part of it is just doing it, being having a habit. I mean, like mm. whether it be reading to uh, the kids every night, and so that they at least learn that you know it's good to read and learn new things. And yeah. So sometimes it's just repetitive doing the repetitive things every day. Structure. Hope, the structure, and you're hoping yeah. that they're learning, you're hoping that they're going to turn out all right, and you're doing everything you can to make that happen. But, yeah. Uh, but I know that it was, I know Lynch had a hard time, you know, being a young father. I think it wasn't easy for him, and he did, I mean, he did the best he could, but being an artist, he, I think he wanted to devote all his time to his work. Mm -hmm. At the same time, he knew he had a family, and he had to spend time with them, and so maybe that's the anxiety he yeah. got out of this. And yeah, that's that's scary stuff for someone who's a brand new father, I'm sure. Right. So this is interesting that like they they put these little A's in the brain and then all of a sudden this woman uh like her mouth opens, it's still this animated artwork. Yeah. Her mouth opens and goes, oh, and then we cut to live action of the little girl in the bed, also shocked. Yeah, like they, they saw each other. Like, oh no! <laughs> I don't know. If you it was. caught or, me or it's like, in the corner of or your maybe room. It's knowledge. It's like I now understand. Like it's mm. the uh, forbidden fruit or something that now I have this knowledge, and and yeah, because it's funny. And then the the, the head kind of melts. I don't know if it's blood or what, but the head just all of a sudden fades away. What if that? I'm like, this is gonna go out on a limb here. But I'll go with your theory that you get to a certain point and the parents aren't needed. And that's scary for the parents and scary for the child. I don't think Lynch is at that point, and I know I'm not at that no, point. No, I know, I know. Like, but, yeah. but we just watched that person turn into blood and dissolve. Yes. And it's almost like a scary moment. You realize... I can move out and become my own person, and the parents are like, "You can move out and become your own person, but you're scared." But you just—we just saw this person dissolve. Yeah. Like, they were scared, and then they disappeared. 
Um, or maybe it's the I want to get away from this because it's too hard. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's something else. It's, like I said, I was going on a limb here. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if that, I don't know if Lynch was at that place, and I don't even know I'm at yeah, that place. Yeah. But, uh, I'm making it up. Yeah, it's crazy on. stuff, though. Please remember, you are dealing with a human form. You're dealing so, with the human form. Please remember. It's right. reminding you you're dealing with the human form. You're dealing with a little baby. You're mm, dealing with a child. Yeah. Maybe? Yeah. Yeah. You remember. It's like, don't forget. This is a person, too. You got to You got to be, you got to take care. Yes. And she does look, she's sleeping. And then there's these dots or something that's getting on her sheet. Yeah. And this is the creepy part. And this is Peggy Lynch singing. The whole room's black, yep. except for the sheet in her face. So she just must have been like reaching out, and then he animated these letters. It was like stop motion almost. Like, yeah. yeah. You got the wind, like the wind through the trees. Yeah, yeah. And, and now all of a sudden she's like. She's getting sick and she just starts throwing up blood and that's the part that confuses me. Yes, it's disturbing. Disturbing. I, yeah. Yeah. Um and then afterwards he goes back to Black for a little bit and animated credits. Yes, written and directed and filmed by David Lynch. Very dumb lane looking. Yes, it is. You're it's, right. It's not wiggly like dumb right. lane, but it's like a still girl Peggy Lynch. You think Lynch is going this doing this shh and H. Barton Westheimer production. So the guy who funded his uh, funded this was got, get to be the production. That's produ- pretty cool. That's nice. Wow. I mean, for such a short film, we got a lot out of that. Yeah, it's a really interesting piece. I mean, we're 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 seeing the origin of like Lynch and and his first mm. really works that he's been doing, and maybe we'll see him evolve to where he gets to Eraserhead and yeah. grossing up. But it is it's something else. Yeah, and I, I do like that he he paints the whole house black. He's able to use friends to help him out, like and help his his wife helps him out, and yeah, that's a good wife there. Yeah, yes. go ahead, honey, paint the whole room black. <laughs> so that was the alphabet, everybody. Uh, next week, we're going to finish off the year with the grandmother. So please, like I said before, this is sort of like the Twin Peaks Unwrapped video club. So watch the grandmother and be ready for next week. We'll be talking about that. I do have some community feedback for us this week. Awesome. So this comes from Facebook from our friend Luke. He dropped us a message and he writes... Hey, Brian and Ben. Been enjoying the new shows these last couple weeks, but have been listening out of order, which I recommend. Why not? Why not? If you're going out of order when it comes to episodes or parts, but a lot, if, if anything else... You can listen to it in any order, right? Because mm-hmm. we talk one week we'll be talking about a book, and then the next week we might be talking about The Pink Room from New York, in New York with yeah. Francine. So, I mean, every week we try to mix it up and have it do something different. So, why not? Just finished the episode with John Thorne and was inspired to write and ask if there would be more episodes tackling theories about what season three was uh, was up to on the whole. The DVDs are out. We're going to be uh, we're Christmas vacation. We're going to be watching those and... Uh, 2018, I think we're really going to dive a little bit harder into season three. Yeah. Along with the book. Definitely. I thought, yeah, I thought, why not wait till the Blu-ray DVDs come out and rewatch them mm-hmm. and kind of like, 
Yeah, to watch them again, and I think that'll give us plenty of time to be. We we need some time away from it a little you bit. You do. You need to. It's heavy. Yeah, I mean, it's really heavy. Need, so I think that's our plan. Is twenty eighteen? We'll get back into it. It's great hearing John talk about what he thinks is going on. It's great hearing both of your thoughts too. But it would be great to get a survey of the big theories out there, because it's hard for a guy like me to keep up with it all. The community is huge. Yes. The community is pretty big. It got bigger during season three, but it's kind of almost shrunk a little bit, kind yeah. of back to what it was before season three started. Right. And I'm fine either way. I uh, more the merrier. That we we partnered up with 25 years later. And it, and Luke, if you want to know more thoughts and theories, I highly recommend going to the 25 years site and go dig into their theories. Yeah, they've got some really great stuff there. Yeah. Also, subscribe to Blue Rose magazine. Yes. Yeah. I mean, and there, I mean, you like John Thorne. There you go. John Thorne, uh, you know, he's he writes articles, great articles every every uh, issue. Yeah. And I think you can probably get your hands on some back issues and you can su- subscribe cuz they're going to be putting new ones out in 2018. So Luke, you got you got plenty of stuff out there. So definitely go check those out. So he continues. Anyway, I've been sitting on a theory about the lapel pin and what it tells us about the structure of the show. It's interesting because I always looked at the lapel pin myself. Yes. It does hold some sort of secret. Maybe. It, it does. Something it, 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 is there a it. continuity issue or is it a... Because it's not, it's not in the whole series. And Mr. It shows... C uses it for his headband. No. Yeah, it's on the back of his hair. Are you serious? I am 100% positive. I'm to look that up That's now. his lapel. So Mr. C uses the lapel to keep his hair back. Wow. Yeah. Other than that, I have well, to look into thing, it more. But, Co- but Cooper, our Cooper, yes. good Cooper, sometimes he's got it and sometimes he doesn't. Mm, I know. And I feel like most of the most of the uh, series he didn't have it, and then by the like seventeen he had it for a while, and then he didn't have it. And it's interesting. Yes. So I so Luke, I love to hear it. He says he continues on. I'm thinking about sending it to John and see what he thinks, but I'm always eager to hear what others have already come up with. Hope all is well for the both of you. Thanks for the great show, Luke. So, Luke, I appreciate the message. Um, I did message you back privately on Facebook. I say get into 25 Years Later uh, site and subscribe to Blue Rose Magazine and reach out to John Thorne if you can. Send him your, your theory. Talk to him. He loves to hear this kind of stuff oh yeah and maybe in 2018 if you can come up with a good theory uh maybe we can uh maybe have you on the show and you can talk about it we'd love to hear it. i i'm interested to hear about it sure so we'll wait till 2018 we're gonna dive into season three more but i appreciate the feedback anybody would like to send us a comment a theory twin peaks unwrapped at gmail.com also you can reach out to us on facebook at twin peaks unwrapped and ben Ben is the man when it comes to Twitter at Twin Peaks Unwrap. How is Twitter going, Ben? Good? Twitter's awesome. I love Twitter. They are great people there. I yeah, always yeah. love, I mean, you get this on Facebook. I always love seeing all these different pictures and things that they have posted and stuff. Yeah. I remember, I know it's been a while. It was it was a month or so ago, but the Halloween, seeing all these pictures from Halloween yes. it was fun. It, just seeing people dressed up in Twin Peaks costumes and People were sharing how someone made their patio into the red room and their pictures of the, dressed up as Bob and Laura and stuff. It was so cool. And I'm like, man, 
I wish I had a Halloween party to go to because I would have <laughs> done the same thing. So yeah, there's always uh, I'm always impressed with with the connections that people make mm. and the theories they have and the way they just share their lives about on Twin Peaks and stuff. So it's it's a great community. I love it. Yeah. And I and I'm so glad you brought up a 25 years later site.com again. They are great. We've I think we've been doing a great partnership. We've had a lot of great people from the the writers there who have been a part of this. And I think I think this is a real good partnership. I, I'm very happy. Happy that, that they're part part of uh, Twin Peaks Unwrapped, and that we can share their great articles with the community. Yeah, so it's so cool. Right now, you got a big holiday sale going on at Tea Public. If you want to support the show, the link is in our show notes. It also can be found on Twitter, found on Twitter and Facebook. You can buy yourself a Twin Peaks related shirt, coffee mug, cell phone case. I got all the old stuff out of the closet. It's all up there for the holidays. <laughs> Buy a shirt that will help keep the lights on and keep this show going. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. I mean, like, I if you guys are listening and you want to keep having the show out, I mean, that means so much that you can, if you can support us with this. I think that, yeah. that'd be awesome. Yeah. And so, hoodies. You can get hoodies. And you can get mugs. Yes. And stickers. And, and a great Christmas present. Yes. I mean, come on. That's what I'm going to be buying myself. <laughs> <laughs> I do, I am tempted to buy another Twin Peaks unwrapped shirt. I know we got some when we went to the Twin Peaks Fest, but I'm I'm tempted to buy another one. The in a, that wasn't an official licensed shirt. If oh, you that's bought from right. T Public. Yes, it's an official one now. You you're you right. I, I just went down I just went down the street and got somebody to make <laughs> me one, but you're right. Uh, you got a uh, counterfeiter. Counterfeit <laughs> merchandise. <laughs> You can get the real deal yes. from tpublic.com. Just search Twin Peaks Unwrapped. Don't forget, we're on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. We're on Google Play. Give five us those five stars. Yes, yes. And, and give us a review, and yep. that really helps the community to grow and it let other people know about us. We're out of here. Next week, we will be diving into the very last David Lynch short of the year. The Grandmother. The So we are getting back into David Lynch's shorts. His short film. I can't help it. I just love it. I'm sorry.